One of the things that I've heard uh, about this fellowship and about this relationship is that God likes to put people who are different together. It causes all kind of conflicts, right? It causes all kind of issues and stress on your life, right? But at the end of the day, if you really look at it, you'll find out that it is making you better. And along the way, if you choose not to be bitter, at the end of the day, you'll be better. Amen? Which is why he gave you the kind of pastor that you got. You, you don't like everything I say, which is why it's just a few of y'all up in here. Y'all be like, that nigga, he, man, he be saying some crazy stuff. I know when they get on YouTube, they be listening to him, be like, oh, no, I'm turning him off. Get out of my business. Tell me I shouldn't be at the boat. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> Right? How, how you going to be at the boat and you don't even have a 401k? Amen. How are you going to go and put your money in a casino and you don't even pay tithes? All right now. You don't even have a CD at the bank. You playing the lotto and you at the boat. Do you not know? That if you would have just taken the lotto money mm. and the boat money and invested it even in something really safe, that you would at least have an emergency fund. And some of them been going to the boat for 30 years, you'd have a retirement fund. <laughs> Simple stuff. But who's going to challenge you and tell you? No, they're not going to tell you. Most places you go, they'll just tell you, well, just believe God. <laughs> just trust in the Lord. With all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. Well, we know we got a lot of that. Because there ain't no understanding. Just tithe your rent money, and God will bless you with a mortgage. Mm. Yeah. What? <laughs> but this is what we hear. Why? Because we don't have true fellowship. Yeah. True fellowship. True fellowship. When I'm not getting a promotion on my job, they, they, they hate me. It's racist. No, you don't get to work on time. You're consistently late. Amen. And you take all your sick leave. Huh? No, they're not going to promote you. I wouldn't promote you either. See, y'all ain't say amen on that. you like, I'm going to go check my sick leave. <clears throat> That's true fellowship. Look, though one alone may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. For a cord of three strands is not easy, easily or quickly broken. That's Ecclesiastes 4.12. What is that saying? He's saying you're better together than alone. You're better together than alone. You're better together than alone, right? Acts 2 and 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. What he's saying, they were balanced. They did it all. They were balanced. And what happened? God added to their numbers daily. 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 Look, we who are strong are to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good and build him up. Oh, you know folk don't like that. They don't like that kind of teaching. What is love? Love, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not selfish. It is not puffed up. Watch this one. Love seeketh not its own. But it seeks the good of another. Isn't that amazing? 
Isn't that amazing? Do, do you not know that the answer to all of our issues and our problems is love and Christian fellowship? That just seems too simple, doesn't it? It seems too simple, but I promise you, brothers and sisters, it is the truth. What, is, what does James say? James says, what causes fights and arguments and disagreements and quarrels among you? What causes it? He says, it is the selfishness that you have. Because you fight and you scrap and you scrape to try to get something that you can't have. Mm. Yeah. That's what causes conflict. Right? But love says, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Hebrews 10 and 24 says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. That's fellowship. That is true Christian fellowship. But you can't have that without having the love of Christ on the inside of you. Because if the love of Christ is not on the inside of you, you will not be able to exhibit the love of Christ to others who are on the outside of you. So what is true Christian fellowship? True Christian fellowship is love. Where does it take place? It can take place anywhere. Look at 44. It says, for the church, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. Well, who is the church? Where is the church? In us. And where is, it, where is us? Everywhere. Right? Look, it says Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. So does the church have to be in a specific building? No. It could be in a house, right? Because what are we saying? What are we saying? We are saying that everywhere the Spirit of the Lord is, that's where the church is. So he tells us in Matthew 28, he says, listen, listen, uh, as you are going, the places that you go, the things that you do, wherever you be, he says, I want you to take this message. This is the message that we preach. This is the message of the kingdom. This is the good news. This is the gospel. The gospel is the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. What is the gospel that we preach? What is the gospel that we preach? Well, I know everybody says, well, it's his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's part of it. But if it stopped there, you and I are in trouble. Amen. That's part of it. What is the rest of it? What is the real good news anyway? Is the good news that he died? It's now that he got up. <laughs> no, it ain't the good news that nobody died. Is it good news that he got up? Part of it. Yeah. <laughs> But it would have been better news if he didn't have to die, right? But what is the good news? <laughs> the, the good news is that he has included an opportunity for us to join with him to no longer be enemies to God. That's the good news. The good news says that he has now seated himself along with us in heavenly places. The good news says he has translated us out of the kingdom of the devil and translated us into the kingdom of God. That's the good news. 
Good news says that I am no longer bound to Satan. The good news says I am free, and whom the Son has set free is truly free. That's the good news. Well, let's tack on a little bit more. Well, the good news is that everywhere I go and everywhere I be, Jesus is with me. Oh, now that's some good news. Well, that means that wherever I go and establish us two together, then guess what that's called? The church. If there's two or three gathered in my name, and I'm in y'all, then guess what? We have church. So, so, to sum it up, and I got to go, he says, the characteristics of true fellowship among mature believers. What is it? What is it? He says that they will come together not to quarrel and argue, but to be kind to everyone, able to teach and not being resentful. Why? Because I'm in them. I'm in them. This is what God wants us to have. This is what true fellowship looks like. And without true fellowship, trust me, you can't have true worship. Without true fellowship, you will never have disciples who will grow and who will be strong. Oh, I know typically now in the church, we don't put a lot of emphasis on true fellowship. We put emphasis on fellowship. But true fellowship is really about us spiritually connecting with each other, those who have already been connected with God. That's true fellowship. Going to a concert with unbelievers is not fellowship. Well, why you say that, Pastor? Jesus hung out with unbelievers. Yep, but that wasn't fellowship. That was ministry. That was evangelism. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we have to have that too. But if you don't have true fellowship, you'll go out and you'll be just like a sheep among some wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll devour you and eat you up, Amen. spit you out, and send you back limping home if you make it back home. Mm-hmm. Which is why in the church we must have true Christian fellowship. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. I'm done. I hope you enjoyed your Mother's Day sermon. And I think that mamas uh, would be proud of that message uh, because my mama was truly one uh, who loved God's people. And she loved to be with God's people. And believe me this, she was iron and she is sharpening you. You wouldn't stay around her for 15 seconds without her challenging you with the scriptures. Amen. And I used to love to do it, man, because she has made me into what and who I am today. And she didn't bite her tongue, and I'm not going to bite my tongue either, at least not on purpose. And I would call her and talk to her, and the first thing she'd say to me, she'd say, son, tell me what you know about Jesus. And I'd say, mama, come on now. You know I know all about Jesus. She said, oh, I didn't ask you that. Tell me what you know about Jesus. I said, he is sweet, I know. She said, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's what I want to hear. 
She said, well, baby, tell me where is God? I mean, she just go on and on and on. I'd be like, mama, I went to seminary. I know. I don't worry about no cemetery. <laughs> she would challenge me. i say, well, mom, do you know about grace? Do you know we're saved by grace? She said, I know you, you, you might be saved by grace, but you got to do what the Lord said. <laughs> I said, Mama, no, you won't. She said, oh, no, you're going to do what the Lord said. And guess what? She was right. You got to do what the Lord said. Yeah, you saved by grace, but you still got to do what the Lord said. It's grace in my house, but don't do what I say in my house. You're going to get a whooping. And she would tell me, son, if you don't do what God said, you're going to get a whooping. And she was right. Amen. <laughs> We have to do what the Lord says. So I encourage you and I encourage all of the mothers in here, continue that great Christian fellowship. Because not only do your children need it, your friends need it, your coworkers need it, your neighbors need it. They all need to hear it from you. Amen. Because you have credibility. Mothers have credibility. You may not understand it and know it, but mothers have credibility. Anybody that can put up with children have credibility without killing them. They got credibility. Amen. Because that means they have the patience of Jesus. <laughs> right? If you have patience with a one-year-old that's yelling at 3 o'clock in the morning, you got some patience. You can do some things that a lot of people cannot do on this planet. Amen. So mothers have credibility, and I encourage you mothers, continue Continue to tell your children and to tell everybody that you come in contact with about the love of Christ. Amen.